You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we're starting the podcast. How does Eddie work like this? What's going the on? The arm's broken. The microphone won't sit up straight. Terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. What's up, Al? Uh, so I am finishing watching up that uh, Jared from Subway documentary. You went, on. you went back to episode I two. I went back. I went to episode two, and I've got one more left. I'm going to see it through, even though I don't like how they're manipulating me, Jerry, by making me watch multiple episodes when they could have told the story in one in regular. In 45 to a minutes to an hour. Easily an hour right. could have had it done. But anyway, what I find interesting about this is, you know, this Jared from Subway, he was very popular for a long time. So he would go to... And Subway would pay him to go to a lot of events. Yeah, sure. He was their ambassador. He was their ambassador. There are tons of pictures of Jared with celebrities. I'm sure there are. And I just kept thinking, for whatever reason, they keep popping one up of uh, Jared with Michael Strahan. Okay. And then Jared with Will Ferrell. All and right. they keep popping up in this. You know why? They're the two most popular guys right now. Uh, yes. Will Ferrell is a worldwide superstar. And Michael Strahan in this country with his morning show is you know and then with even our age with the football right so and i just keep thinking like if i was one of those guys like you took a photo with jared and when he was the fun formerly fat subway guy who walked around with his showed his giant pants everywhere now he's jared the child molester the creep and there is here look how happy i am with jared well but that's the same thing with epstein right with every photo with every celebrity and there yeah you were there yeah no, i wasn't uh yes you were yes oh, here's your photo yeah I do not know this girl. Uh, well, here you are with a photo with this young girl. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh, hmm. don't recall that. <laughs> right? The kid with the Prince of London. Who was the guy? Yeah, the Prince. Prince Andrew. Prince, it. Yeah. He's in there saying he doesn't remember it. And there's photos of yeah, him there. I'd have never met this girl except this photo of you with her. Except you did. Yeah. Funny. You creep stuff. Yeah, well, good luck watching episode three. I will watch episode three. But today coming out on Netflix is a documentary about the... Uh, Malaysia the, Airlines. Yes, the Malaysia Airline plane, yep. which disappeared nine years ago today. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's why they're releasing it. Yep. I am 100% in for this documentary. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. stuff. Yeah, like, think about this. An airplane, a, a jumbo jet filled with passengers, took off mm-hmm. on March 8th, 2014, and is not returned. Correct. And we don't know where it is. What's interesting about it, and this is from reading an article, and now I'm going to, I will watch this. I don't know if I'll watch it today or tomorrow, but I will watch this at some point with all these flights I'm going to have, I think, coming up with Rutgers. The, so they're trying to find motive for what the pilot did because 
the more I read about it, the more they have an idea of what happened, that he basically plunged the plane somewhere and was able to get it off radar somehow. But there were also pings that were able to still follow it to a certain extent. What I don't understand what the article says, well, I can't wait to watch it, is that when they went and searched the pilot's home, they found simulators, and he was practicing the same thing. And they're like, not enough evidence, though. No, but, but he practiced it and did it. Right, the flight simulator program where he had it over the ocean yes. running out of gas and then plunging it into the ocean. But how is that not evidence? It has to be. Because he did the exact run after the proof is in his apartment that he was doing it and practicing it. Yeah, I don't like that whole thing about like when evidence is obvious and let's say you obtained it in a weird way and they go, that's and not no admissible. Because this is what happened in this Jared documentary too. This woman who befriended Jared knew he was interested in kids. She started recording all these phone calls. She got all this stuff of him saying mm-hmm. how young what kids he'd been Illegal with all this stuff. Illegal wiretaps, is that what they call she it? She brings it to the FBI. They go, these are useless. Well, you you weren't allowed to. You had to tell him you were recording Oh, him. my God. So then she had to do it, get it all done the proper way. So, and she did it again? And she did it again. Wow. Yeah. What do you have to have, a court order? Yeah. yeah. Well, if she did it... She, yeah, there are certain states where you have to let the other person know that you're recording them. There are other states you don't. So the, I guess this was a state that you did, and she didn't get permission, obviously. Jared, may I uh, ask you about child molestation? And By the uh, way, we're recording. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So, um, yeah, so then she had to do it with very specific guidelines from the FBI, specific questions she had to ask and worded in the right way. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, like this thing with the Malaysian airline thing. Like, that, I'm, I'm sorry, that's good enough evidence for me. I would think so. You were doing flight simulators where you crashed the jumbo jet into the ocean. Yeah. And now a jumbo jet you were piloting disappeared. Yeah. makes It makes no sense. But I, I am, I'm interested in It's funny. I want to watch it and I don't. I stay away from, and you've brought this up to me at some point in the past, that TV show that's on on cable about. Smithsonian <laughs> Channel. Yeah, about how planes fly and yeah. all, everything that's got to go right. I'm go- you know what? Let's just take off and land and hope the turbulence isn't that bad. I yeah. don't want to know what goes on. Remember when we go- when we were going to Arizona? Remember when I we were sitting there in first class and I was in the first row. I was in the first seat. So when the the pilot's door was open as the flight's being boarded and they're running through all the emergency pro- I've never heard that before. Even being in first class, I've never heard those things before. And like the one that got me was alert, alert. Wind shear is dead ahead. Wind, it was like Titanic. Oh, my like, gosh. What the hell is that? And that's the stuff they deal with, which is where they, hey, seatbelt, here comes turbulence. Like, I don't want to know any of it. Yes. I just, just get me there. And so I, that's part of me that doesn't want to watch it. Because another thing is you have pointed out many times, we put our life's trust into a guy who's flying the plane. What if he had a horrendous night, his girlfriend of 18 years, he just found out was cheating on him with nine different yeah. men and is depressed beyond depression. Right. Who's to say he's not going to fly us into the ocean and end it for everybody? What if he's got a dog urinating all over his Bradley Beach condo? I mean, these are things, Jerry, that Correct. could affect the way he flies true, the airplane. So I don't want to know anymore. Yeah. Just, just get me there. The other weird thing is like how how big or how much of the world is covered in water. We always hear it's, it's oh, yeah. you know yeah. 80% or something insane. And then the idea that an airplane can go into the ocean and disappear. Like, yeah. think how big a, a gigantic airplane filled with people is. Now, there have been pieces of 
of an airplane that have washed up that they think is mm -hmm. part of that, but they don't know for sure. They don't still. know for sure, right? It was just like remember that airplane that went into the Florida Everglades no. many years ago. It was a value jet, I think was okay. The oh, I think I do remember. That. Yeah, and the thing just went into the swamps and went whoosh, disappeared like just the earth, the swamps just ate it up. And then how then with the the flight to Myrtle Beach that ended up in the Hudson River? How did that float then? I guess because it landed like um, how it, it would nose land. Dive in. Yeah, it didn't nosedive in. And so by that, it doesn't. Yeah, then it like skate. It floated the way like a boat would float. Yeah, and it did. And it did. People yeah. were hanging out on the wing. Yeah. Bizarre. Remember how cool, calm, and collected Sully was when he did that, Jerry? I do, yeah. Was... We're going to be in the Hudson. We're going to be in the Hudson. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that. I do not want to hear that. Let me talk about phrases you never want to hear. They're like, uh, they're right. They're, he was talking to um, what he the, who who are the people that moved the airplanes around the the the, the, the I don't know the the people in the tower that tell you where to land and all that. Oh, stuff. you're talking about uh, tower control. Yeah, of, tower um, control. Right. And he's talking to them. They're like, um, oh, should try to land it at uh, let's uh, we got a clearer runway for you at Newark. He goes, not gonna work. We're gonna be in the Hudson. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Right into the Hudson, Jerry. Glided in, and they were able to get out. Glided in. didn't sink. Mm -hmm. And they were all, I think they were all saved, I believe. All saved. I believe so. And Sully was a hero and right, had a can movie. We get off the, I'm getting on a plane they later. A, can we get off this topic, please? They had a movie made out of him, Jerry. Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. Here, I'm going to give you some, a story that happened to me this morning on my ride in. I wanted, want you to see if this was uh, the angels watching above me, Jerry. Oh, boy. Interesting timing. Always timing. Right. It is always timing. Always Just think timing. of it. And, and actually, for once, something almost happened to me, and I felt grateful for, for your dog. For not being in this situation. Okay. So I had to take my dog yesterday. So I, I threw off my getting gas. I didn't mm -hmm. want to get gas with my dog still in the car. So I thought, okay, I'll get gas in the morning. I don't like getting gas that early in the morning. I'm afraid of people robbing gas stations at 3 a.m. But I'm going up the parkway, and I said, I'm going to stop off Colonia Rest Stop. Yeah. I pull in. Of course, it takes forever. We can't pump our own gas in New Jersey, which sucks. I'd love to just get out. Yep. Guy comes out. By the way, real quick, I, yeah. would, I would always go to the gas station at exit 98. By exit 98, there's they're always fully stocked with employees. Really? And they're quick. Yeah, I can't find a place. Like when that. I was in Brick, that's where I stopped all the time for gas. And it was easy. I mean, it was fast. Yeah. But all right, go ahead. This was not fast. Yes. And I was almost on empty. So the guy, he's taking forever, finally gets to me, puts the thing in, and, uh, like, it stops at $20, $22, mm -hmm. which I know it's not $22. I go, I go, it's not done. He starts pulling. I go, it's not done yet. I Puts it back in. It's, it's not working. I go, forget it. Forget it. Goodbye. You're good. Yep. Get in the car, go up the parkway, get off the Union yep. exit, and the guy in front of me is going slow, slow, that I know that as soon as I get that opportunity to blow past him on the left, mm -hmm. I'm going. I get the opportunity. I look. I don't see anything. I go. I, a SUV squeezed between me getting over and the median, the, the wall. You just didn't see him. I didn't see him. Either he was in my blind spot or he came out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Or a combination of the two. Yeah. And it was at that moment where I couldn't even, like, grasp what I was doing. How we didn't 
sideswipe and me sideswipe him into that thing, I have no idea. He hung at you? No. Nothing. He just kept going. Kept going. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what if I didn't stop for gas? Would I have hit him or not at all? No, because you would have been five minutes ahead of that. Yeah. It's all time. Everything in life is It was all timing. timing. Everything is timing. That we have no control of. None. None. And it's funny how some days all your timing is so effed up that you end up behind someone that's not moving. You move to the right, then you get cut off by a guy that's not moving. And then you try and get around Tim, and there's a big, gigantic 18-wheeler, can't go there. And then there's other days where everything you do works out. Yes. It's it's just the way it is. There's no one looking over you. It's just you're lucky. And no matter how many times I know, like, when you are, let's say you're running late for someone. Yeah. And you're going to go, you're driving faster than normal. Mm-hmm. And then when on days when you're not running late, and you, let's say you put your destination in your GPS... It is almost to the minute. Yes, hundred percent. Right. If you ride, if you drive like a normal person, if you drive like a normal yes. person or a maniac, correct. Your your timing of getting somewhere is it's close, very close. You know where it changed when I went to Penn State a couple of weeks ago. When I got in the car at Penn State to come here, it initially said that I would be here at like twelve fifty five. I got here at twelve thirty three. Well, that's that's a so huge shaved difference. Off. Now again, I was doing eighty. Right. Sixty five mile an hour speed limit. I was passing people. People were passing me doing 95, but I definitely was going beyond the speed limit. I shaved 20 minutes off that. I guess if you're going that much beyond the speed limit for that length of time, mm-hmm. you make up, you make up 10 make miles. Up. But for the most part, like if you're traveling during the day yeah, it's and you're on. running late, driving like a jackass is not going to help you. But yet we still. Yeah, because of our anxiety. Yes, That's we will why. still do it, even though I know it's not going to make a difference. I agree. What the hell is going on here? I feel like we're zoo animals today. A lot of people staring at us, Jerry. These are broadcasters. But this is the third group that's come yeah. through. And it's insane. And they sit there and stare and look, which is fine, except for the fact that, you know, we're not eating hay straw. No, we are not. We are not animals, Jerry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll tell you that right now. And the timing in, uh, timing in life is everything, whether it's with jobs, with car accidents, with anything. Buying a home. I mean, like the house I'm in, you just talk about timing. The house we're in right now, we put an offer in. The woman accepted it. The next day, another offer came in that our realtor would have said she would have accepted if we didn't make that offer the day before. And we were contemplating waiting because there were two more houses we wanted to look at. And I'll never forget Kim saying, you know what, just put it in. If she says no, so be it. We can always still go look. Like, all right, we put the offer in. What the hell? And there it was. We would not have been in the house we're in right now. Yeah. I'll give you another one that's weird. And this sounds... This sounds terrible, but this is the truth. We get the house in, we moved in in November. We got the house in, I think we came to an agreement in late August to buy it. It was was right at the end of the summer. And I remember, I want to say about a month in, I remember telling Kim, was we started planning the move and everything. Because we sold our house like within two days, I think. So we bought it and then put our house up for sale. With the contingency, our house out of sell. Our house sold within 48 hours, so we were fine. I want to say there was somewhere in, like, first week or two of September, I remember telling her, can't do this. I said, this is a little over our head money-wise. Not so much the purchase of the home, but all the expenses that we're going to have to incur, the move, and also the people buying our house needed a bunch of stuff done so we'd get it up to code, meaning new concrete had to be dug up and replaced with mulch and grass. There was a lot that had to go into it. 
And I remember telling her, I think we got to back out of this. And then it was the next day that Craig was arrested. What? And I was told I had to start hosting. And that extra money made it possible for us to move with no issues. You weren't worried that the show would disappear? Um, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was concerned that things were going to change. I wasn't necessarily concerned I wouldn't have a job. I wasn't. I felt Boomer was still here. We I mean, we went through this. Right. I was more concerned, am I going to have to work in the afternoon now? But I wasn't. I really wasn't worried that we were going to lose our job because Boomer was still here and under contract. And right. I felt like if Boomer's name is on the program, we were okay. You good. But that's a true story. And then I remember her saying, let's let's wait a week. Let's see. Maybe we'll... I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, we got to figure something else. I remember saying, you know, I can pick up more hours, which I wasn't into. I didn't want her working more. I wanted her working a little less. And then all of a sudden, I started hosting and making the extra money. And I'm like, you know, we're, we're okay. We're fine. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in this house. Timing. Timing's crazy. It was literally like three, four days after having this conversation that yeah. I got arrested. And I started hosting every day. Bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. When you start looking at things like that, it, it's... And then when, then I, I think I would, if I had something horrendous happen in my life, and I've been very lucky where I've really sure. not had that, I would be looking at the timing stuff. Yeah. And I know I would look back on, why did I do this? Why did I... Sure. You know, like that would... But you know what? I think you can do that for both. So mine turned out to be, while terrible for Craig, turned out to be a positive for me with the timing. But then buying the the previous home that I bought was a complete and other disaster that if I would have recognized, you want to call them signs, I should we should have never moved from brick to the house we moved into because all it did was cost us money and the timing wasn't right. And yet we kind of pushed our way through. And I look back like, why did why did we not bail on that stupid yeah. deal? So it goes it really does go both ways. Yeah, you hear that a lot. Like I'd hear that with my parents and things like when they went to buy their first house, you know, they all do it with like the the fi- like I, all the money they have is going to this, right? right? And and I would overthink that. Like I can't do this. Sure. I don't overthink much. I don't. Yeah. Not with this is going to be my downfall before I pass away probably. I don't overthink money too much. If I spend it, I spend it. That's good. Go make more. It's it's what it is, you know? And I don't, I will tell you this too, because I have known people that don't go anywhere, and I'm, I'm not referencing Al you. Al Hughes. Been, no, 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 I'm not right. You've been to Italy, for Christ's That's sake. True. You've been to Seattle, Alaska. No, I'm not referencing you at all. I mean people that literally don't go on vacation or do anything every year. I have done dozens of vacations, as you know, and I'm sure I've done a handful that I probably couldn't afford and shouldn't have done, and yet I don't regret any of them because some of those are the best times we've ever had. Right. You know, so whatever, you figure it out. You got to live, Jerry. I think I've done that. Live, damn it. I do do that. All right, Jerry, That's you it. have fun in Chicago. They Enjoy call the next couple of days. The Windy City. Chi Town. I've never been. I wonder if I'll ever get to Chicago. There's nothing. Nothing there. You've right? been to New York City? Yeah. You've been to Chicago. I work here. It really is the same the thing. The same thing. Okay. Well, in Chicago, like if I, if you, if never you, see you. If you shut your eyes, I spun you around and put you in Chicago, you're yeah. like, I've never been to this part of Manhattan before. <laughs> Oh, it's Chicago. Right, yeah. It's, All right. The, it's the same. Good enough, Jerry. I don't need to go there then. All right. All right. Uh, tomorrow I'll have CeeLo on the warm-up show and an Eddie Scazzeri podcast. Yes. Yeah, so mm. get your questions in, everybody. Everybody. So. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do this? It's uh, Wednesday, it's 5.02, the Eddie Scazzeri with us as always, and across from me, his name is Al Lionel Dukes, looking forward to a big Wednesday program, what's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. What? Uh, I can't wait for 6 o'clock, I don't know what's going to go on Sports. around here. Sports! Sports! It ended pretty awkwardly here yesterday, if you were oh. listening to the 9 o'clock hour. It went all over the internet. All over the internet. Not was, just the internet, yeah. the internet. I actually was just cruising right now. I went on to WFAN's Twitter page. Okay. And I wanted to see, did they post anything about this? Or, or are we pretending nothing happened on our air and letting everyone else suck up all the views? I think we're letting everyone else uh, suck up all the views. Yeah, nothing. A lot, of, uh, a lot of sucking up views online. Yeah, like we didn't put that video out. Hmm. of uh, uh, Geo screaming at the callers. And how does that work? So, like, if a media, whether it's our show, whether it's uh, Carton and Roberts, yeah. Tiki and Tini, whoever it is, is that video just available for people to just run? Uh, yeah, I think so. I guess it's a newsworthy uh, item. So as long as you're rolling on it or however you might get it or consume it, you can use it. I have no idea how people... <laughs> like, I'll be watching a, a football game. And Joe Schmo will have a clear, crystal clear video of a replay of a, a play that just happened. I go, Eight seconds ago. How did he? I know. Like, do you have your computers hooked up to your teeth? I, I don't know, know how it works. I don't know. I mean, I understand screen recording, but even screen recording is not great. No. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it happens. I did see video all over the internet yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting, too, because it was coming from all different places. So. 
you couldn't see like I wanted to see like how many views, mm-hmm. but you got to total them up yeah, somehow. You got to total them up, right? So uh, yeah, it was we, we were in the, all the news and and that's a weird thing. And then we don't post the video, right? Why? I don't know. It you happens. have to ask the digital team. I have no idea. I do not know. Yeah, digital Jerry. It did remind me of. Um, it it really reminded me of uh, Ron and Fez from like twenty two years ago, WNEW. Like that stuff happened on a weekly basis where mm. something crazy went down at work, and you're like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> normally it didn't involve any of the hosts. <laughs> right, right, right. It was normally the producers <laughs> um, <laughs> versus people. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on it, but they're not, I don't have them they're together. They're not clear. I don't have them together. Yeah, yet. no, I know what you're saying. Because it's hard putting everything together. It's but, hard putting everything together. But that's yeah. also like when you do, if you're just a regular talk show host and you've got a whole bunch of, you've got one topic that's got a lot of different layers to yeah. it. You, you got to take time to kind of put it together yeah. before you just start talking endlessly and in circles. Yeah. So Gio uh, got into arguments with two different callers yesterday, yep. all within uh, a short, pretty short time. The 9 o'clock hour, essentially. 9 o'clock hour, I believe yeah. it was, yeah. Yes, yes, so two callers. And then um, the, the media response to it was interesting because, you know, when you you were you and I talked, I don't know if this was here on the podcast, about, like, the Chris Rock special, um, um, Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle pushing back on, hey, this, um, what do you call it? Like, the pushing back on cancel culture and mm-hmm. the response was still, we're still in that era of, eh, see, this is what I mean. I, you don't have this clear thought in your head. No, I'm not I, sure where I, you're going. I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Okay. Other than I had one feeling about it when it happened. I had another feeling about it reading all of the uh, write-ups on it. Okay. And there were a bunch of different write-ups too. Uh, they were pretty similar. Some. Yeah. There were a couple that were different. But yeah. some. So, all that to say nothing, I guess, Jerry. <laughs> Other than I don't have my thoughts coherently ready to go yet. Because I'm still processing all of this information. I, I hear you. All I, I know you. is I'll be tuned in right at 6 o'clock. Yeah, well, here's here's what's interesting, though, about 6 o'clock is yeah. that unlike many days, yeah. we finally got some news yesterday. What, what happened? I, I got to tell you, I have, I am just... What's the right word? I'm exhausted from all the quarterback talk. Yeah. And a lot of it came to a head yesterday, finally, with you know, with the Jones contract and Lamar Jackson being tagged. And now you got Woody Johnson going out to California with Joe Douglas and Rob Sa- I'm exhausted from it. Just tell me where everybody's going to be. I mean, a couple of the guys we now know, now we got to wait on Aaron Rodgers. Now, how long is this going to take? And do we talk about it every day? Like, let's go make a decision. We've talked about it every day Uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Even as we're nearing the end of it, it's like, ugh, all right. Yeah. So they're there. Great. Right. Tell me how the meeting goes. So you got your Daniel Jones. Great. Right. At some point, it's just, that was weird. Like last year, the beginning of the year, Daniel Jones, this would be his last year with the Giants. I never blah, said blah, blah, that. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone did. I didn't. Then he had a couple decent games. Now he gets $40 billion. Uh, it's unbelievable. It then, really is unbelievable. So then Saquon Barkley got tagged with the same tag Lamar Jackson got, correct? Yeah, but not not the same money, though. No, but the same tag. Yes. Meaning, because as soon the as... non-exclusive. The, yeah, because as soon as the Lamar Jackson thing happened, they go, oh, Lamar Jackson got the non-exclusive franchise tags. Tag, which means other teams can now start making offers. But they also have to give up two first-round picks Okay, if but, they get them. But they can still make offers on Yeah, them. you can make offers. And then the Ravens have the right to 
match, match it, or they can let him go and get the draft picks, which is why he's not going anywhere. So then when the Daniel Jones things come comes down uh, with Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley gets that same tag. I didn't see anyone going, now other teams can make a run at Saquon Barkley. No, I, Tiki and Tierney were talking about they that were. yesterday. They did, yes. But it's also unlikely, and the Giants also can give him uh, another what? year if they want to. They have time to still give him a longer contract what? if they so choose. Why is that unlikely? That what? That other teams would try to make an offer. Because nobody money? values the running back position anymore. For that much cash. Yeah, it's the same reason that if they did not come to an agreement with Daniel Jones, they would have used the tag on him. They would have let Barkley walk as a free agent, and they would have drafted a running back. There is zero value on a running back these days. It really is remarkable. Very and I thought, strange. I thought this yesterday. So I understand the quarterback position is important. I do. I'm sorry. It ain't the end-all, be-all. It's important. Very important. You're going to tell me, though, and this is this is the issue, the NFL, in my mind, that you have with the whole salary structure nonsense. You're telling me that Daniel Jones is four times as important as Saquon Barkley That's offensively? Correct, yes. Come on. Because he can run, too, Jerry. Come on. He can throw the ball, and he Stop. can move those legs. Oh, my God. Now, I believe, how about this? I don't know how they get paid. Boomer could tell you that. But let's just say... They get paid like most people do every other week. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? So if you figure they get 50%, let's go with the number 50% of their of their salary they get, okay? You're saying the other 50% uh, taxes. Goes to taxes, agents, it's gone. 401k plan. Oh, sure, that too. I believe, I have to double check this, but I think Daniel Jones made around $4 million last year. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Now he's making forty. That means if we go on a pay scale of every other week getting paid, mm-hmm. he was making approximately $80,000 every other week. That now goes to 800000 every other week. All right. That seems to probably get a what? new car. I would get myself a new car, Jerry, if Holy I signed that deal. crap. To be a good quarterback, he's not a great quarterback. I like him, and I thought he should stay. Right. I'm glad he stayed. These numbers are stupid. He's all right, Jerry. Stupid. And did you see with Lamar Jackson... So they tag him. Remember with Kirk Cousins, how it worked, how he made more money with with Washington each year because they kept tagging him. Each tag, yeah. And he wound up, like three years, wound up making like $100 million. And was like, wow, that's not bad for a guy that doesn't have a long-term contract. I read somewhere that Lamar Jackson, if the Ravens tag him three times in a row, the third year he would make $77 million. Yeah, which is why I don't understand why people... What the hell are we doing? Why some of the players feel like they get upset they're being tagged. Uh, I remember when I feel like the Kirk Cousins thing when he was getting tagged all those times. I always I I feel like I look back and I'm going good for him, good for him, good. For, as now, long as he doesn't suffer a Joe Theismann injury, that's why. Okay, so that's the problem. That's it. Hurt. Yes, and honestly, from reading from afar and from listening to all the so-called experts, honestly, this whole thing with Lamar Jackson is all about Deshaun Watson. That's right. what it's about. I want more guaranteed money than you than they gave him. And the Ravens are saying, mm, we'll give you a lot, but we're not guaranteeing you $240 million. You've had injuries. We haven't won. We know you were an MVP, but we'll give you a lot of money, but we're not doing that. So Daniel Jones is getting more money than Derek Carr, right? Yeah, he got 37 I believe. And who was the other quarterback? Geno Smith, Smith got 35 right. a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, 40 a year. And good for him. That's great. Good for you. And, oh, by the way, so four for 160. I guess there's an out after the second year, but four for 160 with the chance to make another $35 million. In incentives? Correct. I don't know what those incentives are, but, I mean, it's out there. 
Do you think uh, we we spend a lot of time on WFAN talking about player salaries? Do you think fans care? When you lose, yes. When you lose. And when you're prevented from doing things because of the salary cap. So, for instance, if you have a – I'll tell you who doesn't care. Met fans because they have an owner that spends money. Yankee fans care now because they have an owner that doesn't want to go over the luxury tax number. And so maybe they don't do certain things because they don't want to pay into that ridiculous tax, which – and it does. The the luxury tax um, – basically serves as a salary cap, although you can blow by it if you want. It's up to you. You're just going to spend more money. Steve Cohen doesn't care. So Met fans don't give a crap if Pete Alonso gets $90 million next year or has to play for 10 It's what it is. They got an owner that's going to spend money. In in football, the salaries are and the way things are structured really go to how you build your team. It's part of the strategy. Yes. So uh, here's a great case in point to your point. Daniel Jones went from a nice story – Played well, played really well in the playoffs, making very little money. He was a feel-good story. If Daniel Jones goes out there and has six interceptions in the first three games next year and the Giants are 0-3, oh, boy. It's going to be a problem. Oh, it's going to be a bit because the expectations are now that you have to play like a $40 million quarterback, not a nice quarterback, not someone that's going to throw for 12 touchdowns and run for some and you're going to be okay, then you got to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers now. Right. Last year we had low expectations. You got it. And you gave us better than we expected, not crazy. Wasn't great. awesome, but it was better than expected better than results. Expected. Yes, they played well. Now played you've well. got to do better than or equal to forty million dollars. Right. And this is what I always say too. And I don't. And I. I. I hear Boomer. I don't agree with him with the whole. Well, you got to make more for the next guy. Is what? When do we want to win? Today. So if Daniel Jones had the opportunity, and I don't mean to pick on him, but he's the most recent and he's here. So we're talking about him right now. Wouldn't it have been smarter to say, listen, thank you. You know, you negotiate 40 minutes. Wonderful. Here's what I want to do. I'm pretty sure I can live on like 30 million. I'll take the 30, take that 10 and go get me a wide receiver. Give it to say, whatever the case may be. Let's get better. I'm pretty sure four years, $120 million and be okay. He should be able to do that while he's in the contract where he's like, hmm, oh, Tyreek Hill's available. He goes into the office and goes, take 10 mil. Here's a check for $5 million. <laughs> Me and a couple of the other guys are going to chip in. We're going to throw, oh, take some of our check and go, let's go get Tyreek Hill. But it, really, but it does magnify the point that it's a business and it's about making as much as you can. It is not about winning. I'm sorry. Anybody that tells me that they're waiting for the, the that last possible dollar, your mindset is not winning. It's not. Like Lamar Jackson, I get it. Deshaun Watson, good for him. Lamar Jackson's not all about winning. He's all about Lamar Jackson. And most players are. Well, you were here in the earlier days, the WFN, so was Eddie Scazzeri, the Mike and the Mad Dog. Were salaries a big talking point back then? Uh, in the newsroom, they were. You're no, talking not, about for... No, not their salaries. Oh. As like a topic on the shows. Not like, as much because these numbers weren't like this. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like, like I was loving the 86 Mets, Jerry, and those. Well, no one knew what anybody made. Early 90s Cowboy teams. Like, I, I don't ever recall being a fan talking to my friends who were also fans about anybody's salary. Well, I didn't know who GMs were. I didn't know who, who uh, what salaries were. I knew the managers, well, the first head coaches, of all, remember, and that's it. I don't believe, I have to check this, I don't believe there was a hard salary cap in the NFL until 90. 
I want to say it was like 93, 94. Because the salary cap is what what broke up the Cowboys, essentially. Because they couldn't pay for everybody. Jerry, I just Googled, when did the salary cap start in the NFL? 1994. Okay. Now, in baseball, I don't know when the luxury tax came into play. I'm not really sure. I just remember the football because that broke up what the Cowboys had built. And they would have won. I really believe they would have won the entire decade of the 90s if they didn't have to get rid of guys. May I read this line to you, Jerry? It says, a salary cap took effect in 1994. The first cap that year was $34 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the team. Yeah. Oh. Now it's $230 million, essentially. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Jerry. It brings in a lot of money, and I get it. I just, I wish it was spread out a little bit better amongst the players. Yeah. I do. Because your quarterback is only as good as your left tackle is. You got a bad left tackle, you can get your ass kicked. Then you're not going to be the same. Do you think Saquon Barkley's annoyed he's only getting the $10 I would million? Be. And I would be. He's in the huddle with this uh, Daniel Jones getting 40. Like, we're going to throw a sweep to you, even though a sweep to me. Run it yourself, <laughs> $40 million man. I, I, yes. Do I think that there are certain people that are going to be looking at him like, $40 million, really? And I'm making two point three. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know how human nature, I don't know how you couldn't. It's interesting that before when I asked about salaries, you thought Mike and the Mad Dog and how it was discussed in the newsroom. Was there talk that one made more than the other? There was always, everybody always wondered, yes. Eddie, am I wrong about that? No, you are correct. There was always conversation. And was there a consensus as who they thought was making more money? The consensus was people thought Mike made more. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Like he was more a businessman. Yeah, we didn't know. That's what we thought. And I remember there was one contract negotiation where. I, I doubt this is true, but that Mike demanded like one dollar more. <laughs> so, but there—that's the no. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was true because that's the Lamar Jackson thing with Deshaun Watson. I want more than him, apparently. Like, you trying to win? What are we doing here? Yeah, you should go fifty-fifty, Jerry. When you and I get start getting paid for the one-up, fifty-fifty. <laughs> you get fifty dollars. <laughs> I get fifty dollars. I would love that. <laughs> I would love to. We got to get Eddie fifty dollars and Eddie fifty. Eddie, $50. Yes, absolutely. It's a $150 show, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're... It's is a that, bargain. Is that <laughs> it's a bargain. Yeah, by the way, big bargain. That's what we're starting. Actually, Imagine what the bargain is at zero. <laughs> actually, Jerry, you know what? Tremendous. Who's Daniel Jones' agent? Let's have him call Spike today. <laughs> CAA. <laughs> CAA? Let's go. All right. We All right. want to speak with Daniel Jones' agent. And- 1003. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. It's 518. We're just underway. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. It's Wednesday on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 after 5, rocking out on a Wednesday. By the way, I've got two big concert announcements for you. Oh, you do? That you might be interested in that I saw yesterday. Do tell, Jerry. It's not Pearl Jam, although that would be cool because I would like, I have not seen. Me Pearl neither. Jam and Foo Fighters are the two bands that I love that I've never seen live. I'm I would with love you, Jerry. to see them. Perhaps you'll be interested in these two that I saw All yesterday. Right. Would you be interested in a U.S. tour for the 
first time in 11 years. Wow. And apparently he's got a new album, too. Peter Gabriel. No. <laughs> you didn't even think about that. No. Okay. Yeah, I've heard the Peter Gabriel songs. They play them. I actually, they play them so much on the satellite radio channel I listen to. I feel like he's paying them. <laughs> like that's, I actually I'm like, is Peter Gabriel paying satellite radio to play his records? I, you're not a fan of not the a new fan, songs. Not okay, fair enough. So you're out on that one. He and seems then, boring. And then the other one, well, it's right up your alley. And then the, the other one that I thought you might be interested in. Maybe a night out with Gina, perhaps. I don't know. Would you be interested in, I mildly am, believe it or not, Lionel Richie with Earth, Wind, and Fire? 100%. Yeah, me too. I'd be in for a Lionel Richie concert. It sounds nuts, but I would be too. Yeah. I tried to go a couple years ago. He was playing at uh, PNC, and I don't know if I couldn't get tickets or if it was like a a weird night, Mm. but I would definitely go see Lionel Richie. Yeah, I would too. And I don't know who in Earth, Wind, and Fire is still around from the original Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, I would go see Lionel Richie. All right, so we're on board. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll both go. I mean, hey. Uh, So, Jerry, you're telling me that uh, Woody Johnson... Woody Woods, jo- well, now is Woody Johnson on the plane, or they're using Woody Johnson's plane? I read that Woody was going with them. If Woody would have gone to the police, this that would never have happened, Jerry. Uh, yeah, so Woody got on the jet plane. The, the most important part is Nathaniel Hackett's going. Mm-hmm. Really? Does, where does he live, by the way, this Aaron Rodgers? He's in California? Like, Northern, they fly Northern to? California, I believe. Man, that's coast to coast on a yeah, private jet. Yeah, for sure. That's pricey. Mm, yeah, well, I think the Johnson & Johnson family can handle it. They're like, solace of humor. Here's Q-tips will be say, on the way. Yeah, I think they're doing just fine. That's that's like uh, that's weekend cash. They're fine. All right, they're fine. So they're going uh, to. I guess they met with him yesterday. They flew out yesterday. We just haven't they heard flew anything out yesterday. Yet. But I be, I do believe talks continue today. Is that right? I think so. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, so, wake me when there's an answer. It is going to be interesting if he doesn't want to come to the yes. Jets. What in the hell the Jets do? Yeah, there are all indications though, Jerry. That the I mean, Boomer has been adamant about it which makes me think he knows something mm-hmm. more than he's letting on. Sure. And then I even heard Mr. Evan Roberts yesterday afternoon screaming, saying if he's not retiring. Where else is he going? That's their, his only option. For sure. Assuming that Green Bay wouldn't trade him to San Francisco. Yeah. Which you've got to think they wouldn't. So I don't know where he would go, um, but I'm I'm with you. I've all along thought he's coming here. The one narrative I'm tired of hearing because it's not true is the, well, does he really want to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps? It worked out terribly for Favre and the Jets. It didn't until he got hurt. They were eight and freaking three. They had just beaten the unbeaten Titans. People were thinking Super Bowl for the Jets, and they were thinking that Eric Mangini was going to get a contract extension because it was working. While Favre wasn't quite himself in terms of the way he was playing and the system, it was still Brett Favre. He still was making big plays and, and big throws, and it changed the way defenses looked at the Jets, and they were winning a lot. And then he tears up his shoulder, doesn't tell anybody, and they go in the tank because he couldn't throw the ball. It was working. I think looking back, people remember the Schween picks and go, oh, that whole thing was a disaster. Well, the Seattle game was the worst one. Um, for far, and I know what you're saying. I, no, I, I think I, like I just, when you look back, I just realized what you said. Yeah, I, like when you look back, you go, "Oh, I, I heard Brett you Favre. say picks." I thought you were talking about bad interceptions. No, Brett Favre came here. He showed the Schween picks, and the whole thing fell apart. That's not <laughs> That's the case. Not why it fell right. apart. <laughs> Sorry, so you're I, saying you played in. That C- took me a minute to process that you were talking about 
penile pics. Yeah. <laughs> like I think people think that's why it sucked here. No, no, I I think because it was one year and out, and they they fell apart at the end, and then he was gone. It's not that. It's not true. You got to go back and relive it. Not or true. Or maybe he comes here, following in Brett Favre's footstep, but takes it to the next level, Jerry. Well, and again, if be you, like I beat Favre. If you think about it, he's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. If he comes here, it doesn't go well. So what? That's the Jets' fault. Right. It's same old Jets, whatever. Aaron Rodgers is a lifetime Packer anywhere. No one cares. He comes here and wins? My God. I mean, you're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers forever the way we talk about Joe Namath forever. It would be interesting. And in a division, let's be honest. I don't know what the Dolphins are. Certainly don't know what their head coach is. The Patriots, please. They're nothing right now. I don't even think about them. And the Bills... Uh, you know, uh, the way I thought about the Bills last year is not the way I think about them right now. Correct. So go get it. Why not? Why not? Why not? How about the Jets? Super Bowl champions in Love January it, or February of 2024. Love it. Yeah. By the way, Tom Brady said he's not retiring no, he or didn't. unretiring. No, he talked about cats. No, but this is what he said, Jerry. Anyone who thinks right. I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten. Right. I mean, if you, you have, Jerry. If you think that that's preventing him from playing football, you're a fool. I can't make the practice my um, training this cat. I thought that was a very good response, though, without yeah. really saying anything. It was a good response. I mean, he makes it sound like he just adopted a newborn baby. Yeah. We're going to be here all day taking care of this cat. Really difficult to clean out that litter box once a day. Right, cats go in a litter box. Yes, come on. I got to figure out how to get my dog in a litter box. Can't get wee wee pads. My my little condo, Jerry, and it's a small one. They're not as small as you say. It's small. No, it's not. It's, it's a thousand fu- square feet. But you got it upstairs. Two, you got two balconies. I mean. You got a gigantic living room. Knock it off with this. It's spread out over two floors. I thought I was when I went to your place. I thought I was going to step inside of a four hundred square foot studio apartment in Manhattan. It's not. Mm. You have it upstairs. Right now, this dog is treating my place like it's... I have wee-wee pads down, and a 65-pound dog lets loose. I'm sure it does. She's going not on them. My good thing I have throw rugs, because I could, I guess, throw Throw them out. (laughs) Yesterday, Jerry, yesterday I walked in, the wee-wee pad was dry, where she had been peeing every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she held it. Take her out, come back in, take my shoes off, into the carpet. Or into the, the rug. Like on your bare feet? Yeah, bare no. feet. Ice cold urine. Oh. And then I looked to go move my sneakers, covered in urine. <laughs> she peed on my sneakers. You're having a tough time. What the hell? And man? this is after she went out. Or I guess she had gone prior to you didn't know. Yeah. So, okay. Then, then later on in the in the afternoon, I'm going to go. I shower at night, Jerry. I, don't, I can't be getting up and taking a shower. I shower at night. Okay. So I go, let me walk her first. So that I could shower not feeling like she's going to pee. Walk her down the street, pee, come back in. I go upstairs, shower, come downstairs, urine (laughs) everywhere. How much longer with this medicine? What you have to be careful of is the fact it becomes a habit now. Uh, Good question, Jerry. I said, uh, I asked that question. Yeah, that's not stopping. Oh, no. I think I'm just going to have a urine dog from here on out. Oh, man. I have to get a dog diaper. That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. You think she would take to the dog diaper? No. I don't need. I would think a dog would peel a <laughs> diaper right off its, its uh, private parts. I would think so, too. Well, I'm man. sorry to hear that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, well, these are could your problems. It could be worse, problems. though, Jerry. Yes. You could it could have always ch- be you, worse. You could have an infant that doesn't sleep Correct. at all. 
and you could be up literally all night and then have to come to work. Correct. That is very true. Now, here's something that's interesting that's uh, happening today, Jerry. I know I'm interested in it. Perhaps you are as well. Michael Urban press conference. Yeah, what time is that at? I don't Did know. I, I, didn't, I didn't see the time, but I'm interested in this. Yeah. I'm kind of... Um, I want to see the tape. Me too. That's what I want to see. Jerry, fishy, not fishy. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Fishy, fishy no fishy. <laughs> this whole... I'm on... I feel like I'm on the side of Michael Irvin on this one. Something is fishy here. I, I oh, fishy, 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 fish. Mm-hmm. I happen to agree with you. Something seems fishy. Especially the fact that they tried blocking the video. Mm-hmm. So I would think... There were, again, he said, she said. It's all about the he said, she said. Bull bleep. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm in. I'm good. I'd love to know what time that is. Yeah, I'm just intrigued. Like, if he's calling a press conference, he must have something to present to us, don't you think? Yeah, you better hope so and hope it's better than when he <laughs> went on the radio station the next day and forgot everything. Yeah. No, I think his lawyers will have them all buttoned up, ready to go for this. Well, but, better not be buttoned up. What's the point of having the press conference then? It's almost like I feel like the Marriott and NFL Network they reacted too quickly to something that may not have happened. 10.30 a.m. in Dallas, so 11.30 hour time. And I feel like something a little fishy, Jerry. Fishy, Jerry, fishy, no fishy. It stinks from the f- head down. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree with fishy. you. Fishy, fishy. Oh, fishy, 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 fish. Time. I fish. I hope. A fish. <laughs> A fish, a fishy, ooh. Oh, okay. fishy, 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 fish. If I let wind, with it, Okay. If, oh, wow. if I were uh, Michael Irvin, I'd have that play right before I walked up to the podium. I'd be like, something smells like a fish. <laughs> if it smells like a fish, Jerry, and it swims like a fish and breathes out of gills, it's fishy. So they were required uh, to expedite the dig. De- the discovery requests, which I think means getting him the video. Yeah. So the article says it's very possible he's now received the surveillance video and other information that could help his case. It'd be great if he just shows up. He's like, I got the surveillance video. Then they start playing dance music and he starts dancing around because he knows there's nothing. No, he's not going to do that. Come on, then. You know why he won't do that? (laughs) Yeah. He wants to go back to work. Oh. He, for real, because if he gets exonerated of this, I'm sure he'll be back to work at the NFL Network immediately as opposed to acting like a jackass. Maybe not so much. You know what? <laughs> We're kind of good. And, and there's a good line here in the Pro Football Talk article okay. that basically says, would Irvin be holding a press conference if he and his lawyer believed the stuff his lawyer got from the Marriott made his case weaker? No, they no, would not. No, it probably shows that it was nothing. But then again, what was said, that we don't know. I also love that uh, Brett Favre, speaking of him from uh, earlier, Jerry, came out and uh, Brett Favre's lawyers came out and said, oh, this is a slam dunk against Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp. No, it's not. You got no slam dunk case. I don't. I don't. Fishy. If that's the case, start suing every talk show host around the country. Oh, every single idea, one, Jerry. I'm thinking suing everybody. It would be interesting if something actually did happen from that. It would. Ch- you think you think talk radio has changed now? <laughs> then it's basically going right. to be reading box scores. <laughs> right. You can't say anything about anybody. Be like, listen. I know we have a videotape of this guy beating up his wife, but I don't I don't know what I'm seeing really on here. Not sure. I'm telling you. If if, if you're not allowed to have opinions based on news stories on, on a famous person. Right. 
all of a sudden, all bets are off. All the rules are, we throw the rules away for famous people. We can say whatever the hell we want about them, Jerry. Well, to a certain extent. Almost anything. Yeah, and we got to take a break. 537 Fishy Fishy. When we come back, we got more to do. And then at the top, we're 22 and a half minutes away from Boomer and Geo on the fan. Coming about a quarter to six, Wednesday, hump day. It's actually Friday for me, but Wednesday for you, as you know. Well, I got to go to uh, Chicago with Rutgers today, so I'll be gone the next couple of days. What? You have CeeLo. You have CeeLo. Oh, I like CeeLo. I know you do. I, I could do a show do. with CeeLo. I actually look forward to when I'm away. I look forward to listening to the warm-up show on the podcast. You should do with Eddie then. I'm going to look for some um, cord-cutting articles to really p- hammer CeeLo with tomorrow. <laughs> Just really pound him with some regional sports network talk. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Why don't you I do this? Do fan attendance and how no one cares about baseball. <laughs> CeeLo, what are your thoughts? <laughs> See if he yells fraud at you. <laughs> I saw a story this morning, Jerry. And listen, I am the first one to tell you I am ignorant to basketball. All right. We've heard. I'm ignorant. We've heard. To the NBA. Yes. There's certain uh, things that I know about the NBA. There's certain things I have no idea about the NBA. There are certain players, Jerry, when you go, hey, do you know uh, Giannis and Tapatapupo? I go, yes, I do. <laughs> and, I'm very, and I'm very big into uh, 80s and 90s NBA. I know sure. all those guys. Yeah. Well, you like 80s and 90s sports. Sure I do. And I know when there's certain guys, Jerry, you go, this guy's going into the Hall of Fame. I go, yes, yes, he yes, is. Yes, he is. I saw a story that the Lakers retired Paul... What do you say his first name? Pau Casal? Paul? Paul Gasol. I know it's Paul. Pau? It looks like Paul without the L. Pau Casal. What's his name, Jerry? Pau Gasol. Okay. I was right. I said one of those was correct. Yeah, but you never put them together properly. <laughs> like, when you got Pau, you went with Gasol. When you went G- Gasol, you went with Paul. <laughs> Paul Gasol would have been a much better name. Oh, my God. Okay. Pau Gasol. Yes. They retired his I number? I don't understand this for the life of oh, me. Oh, so you don't either. Thank you. No. I, I, I was get like, it. He was a really good player, and they won two championships when he was there. But retire his number? The Lakers have retired huh. 12 numbers. And he's one of them? No, I, yeah. And I, they're popping him next to Kobe, Jerry? I, and I feel bad saying this, but you're right. When I think about the great Lakers of all time, Worthy and Magic and Shaq and Kobe. And Kareem. I, like, there's... Pau Gasol does not register for me. Okay, because it didn't register for me, and I didn't know if this was my NBA ignorance, You Jerry. would really have to talk to a Laker fan mm-hmm. that watched them every day. And was he, like, do you think of him as an all-time? See, I would say, I would think, to have your jersey retired. You've got to be there a little longer than six years, no? Yes. You won six titles, I guess, and you were the MVP on those teams. Okay. You had, I don't know. I, I was, yes, I was very surprised by it. Okay, Very good. surprised by it. You would say this was really surprising. Really surprising, yes. Bring yeah. that stupid segment. Yes, you could have a Pau Gasol night, I suppose. A little video tribute if he's there. I mean, that's fine. Retire his number. And they brought back some of the Laker greats, too. I was thinking, like, Kareem had to be standing there going, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get his number retired. <laughs> Who's next? 
World met a piece. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so it was really yeah. strange. I I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Six seasons, two rings. So percentage wise, that's pretty good. No, it's very good, but it's not a lengthy run. I just wouldn't think retire his number. No, it's a great run. He had a he had a terrific time here or yeah. there. But I was surprised by that. Like to me, like the retirement of the number should be one of for a franchise should be left for. The, the the absolute best. That's it. Not you were really good. Not even that you were a great player. Like, you've got to be an all-timer. I'm never going to think of Pau Gasol that way in L.A. Never. And especially, listen, if you're one of these scrub teams that doesn't ever have winning uh, cultures and winning seasons and, and there was one guy that stuck around and he was the fan favorite, you want to retire his number? You're amongst the – this is like – the Lakers, the Yankees, the Cowboys. Correct. Jerry. These are iconic f- franchises and logos. Yeah. So to put him w- with on that team to do it, very weird. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I'm actually I'm spot on with you. I'm just taking a look at his numbers, which Would, we didn't watch them every day. So let's not get crazy with that. But. If you if you had to categorize this, Jerry, would you say that uh, Pau Gasol's number being retired is? Um, Really surprising or God. fishy? <laughs> it's not fishy. It's surprising. It's, it was surprising. Okay. Yes, that All is right. what so I want to say. Check. I'm not going to say it's fishy because if I hear that again, my head's going to yeah. explode. I just wanted to check where, because after the show, Jerry, I take our topics and I categorize them. It's, what's interesting is I actually think of Pau Gasol as a grizzly. He was in L.A. as long as he was in Memphis. I think of him as a grizzly bear, an actual bear, Jerry. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's me, though. So he averaged, we just look at points. I mean, again, good player. I'm not saying he wasn't. That was really surprising. Mm-hmm. He averaged between 13 and 18 points per game when he was there. I mean, yeah. okay. Uh, you know, nine rebounds per game, 11 rebounds per game. Great numbers. I just. Not I one of know. the greats. Not to have the number retired. Come on. I wouldn't think so, but we're wrong. So he is. Good for him. In more good uh, L.A. basketball news, Jerry, L.A. Clippers owner Steve Ballmer. I love Steve Ballmer. He was all fired up. I guess they're building a new arena there for the Clippers. Uh, yes. And right next to SoFi, I believe. Yes, right next to SoFi Stadium. He was fired up yesterday because toilets! they are going to have the most toilets in, toilets! in the NBA, Jerry. <laughs> yes. 1,160 toilets and urinals. Yeah. Here, I'll give, you, I'll give you the full clip. Oh, okay, good. All right. Toilets! 1,160 <laughs> toilets urinals! Three times the NBA average number. <laughs> Three times the NBA average. You want to go urinate at the Clippers game? Toilets! You are not waiting in line, my friend. Taking no, pics of urinals? Taking pi- I'd love to Toilets! Some pics of urinals. I sent the new pic of the Minnesota trough to Sal this morning on I Twitter. I saw that on Twitter. Because that- they were talking about being uncomfortable with the trough in the bathrooms and that that's still a thing in certain places, mostly old stadiums. Yeah. And I saw, so I put that in my calendar two years ago, I think. I think. So that's a newer arena? Uh, no, oh, it's okay. an old arena, but I took a new picture. I had to update it a little bit. And uh, they have four troughs. That is crazy. There. And, uh, yeah, it's like a big bathtub. Yeah, I don't. Well, I do not care for that. No, 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 no. That so. would stop me if I went to a Minnesota Minnesota Gophers. If I went to the one Golden of the, Gophers. Golden yes. Gophers. If I went to one of their games, I would have no liquids because I would do not want to have to. <laughs> I would, it doesn't uh, bother me. As, I mean, oh I don't love gosh. it, but it doesn't bother me. It is what it is. No one's in there. I really don't think people are in there trying to take pictures of your penis. No, I understand, but sometimes 
depending on how you uh, how your area acts, sometimes it retracts, sometimes it's just out there. Well, that can you be the never case. know, and that's uncomfortable. Then, Al, your worst case scenario: a trough, but in the shape of a circle. That I heard. Would... So it's funny you say that. So I heard Sal mention that in the maybe it was maybe it was um, one of Mar- whoever it was that the Superdome has a trough that's in the middle of the bathroom. So oh you're looking at one another. That is bizarre. I don't believe that. <laughs> I've, that who designs that? I, I've uh, seen uh, sinks in a circle where you can you step on a on a lever and you, the water comes out and it's a circle. But you're just washing your hands, not yeah. taking on your schween. Right. You. That's weird. Yeah. If that's, Toilets. Now, I was at the Superdome. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. I don't either. That seems very odd to me. The ones I saw in Minnesota, Penn, Franklin Field has them. Same thing. The troughs, the tubs are against the wall. So to have one in the middle of the room almost sounds illegal. Yes, Jerry. Let's make it illegal. Violence! <laughs> so, I don't know. This is one that we're going to play forever, 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 and why not? Yeah, why not? The guy's happy to have more toilets. Toilets! It is weird. Like, the number of people that go to the games, like, the number of seats that these arenas yeah. hold, say stays pretty consistent. Yet, we're increasing the toilets. Are we going to the bathroom more these days? People are drinking beer and water. Yeah. So, I would say, well, and you also know when you go to halftime at a game, after a quarter stoppage and play at a hockey game, people run to the bathroom. So that's why the best time to go is when there's action happening. Yes. You can walk in, do whatever you want in there. Right. Now you can go and there'll be no line. You can get back and exactly. right. be good. No, I already have like for the going to see Bruce Springsteen at the garden. I already have songs in my head that I know are my bathroom songs. And there'll be no one there. No one there. Unless people have checked out the song list like you have and hear a song they don't want, go run. Yes. No, because to me, I'm picking a song or two that I know is a classic song people want that I've just had enough of. So Would you I'm ever gonna wear go a diaper? Urinate. No. No chance? No. Okay, I'm just wondering. You seem like a diaper guy. <laughs> You're getting up there in age. I'm going to start contemplating it. <laughs> oh, when I get older? 100% I'll be a diaper guy. Why not? No, I'm, Why not? I'm just wondering if you thought about doing that I for haven't, a concert. I haven't thought about it now because I don't think my body would, my mind would not be able to release. You would not be able to no. relax and go. It is a weird... Yeah. Is that an Amy Sports Minute? It is. Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Uh, Paul Gasol had a great night last night as his number was retired. Incorrect. Ah. Lamar Jackson. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. We got about a minute to go, Boomer and Geo. Then what else you got, Al? Jerry, I was all ready to hop on the Knicks bandwagon. Nah, they lost nine straight wins. Yeah. And then they lost to the Scrub Hornets. They did. Come yes, on. They did. At the Garden. You know who they need, Jerry? Paul Gasol. Get his ass <laughs> out of retirement. Oh, you really struggle with that, that name, Put that Laker jersey on, and let's go. And now they got to go to Sacramento now tomorrow night. Are they good? I think they're three or four in the West. No. I'm pretty sure. They are Jerry, good. I look at it this way. Chance for a new winning streak That's to it. Start. start a new one. That's the way I look at and it. And all I... of a sudden, you'll win 10 out of 11 if you win tomorrow. Exactly. You know, I'm That's looking it. at it more of a positive note, Jerry. Makes sense. I understand. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.